0: Dr. Debbie here, and just a quick announcement before we get to today's episode. Has someone shattered your trust? Have you been blindsided by betrayal? It's a total shock to the body and mind. Some of us recover, and many others stay sick, bitter, angry, resentful, and stuck. If that's you, I have a research-based solution. My new book, Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence and Happiness is now available. In the book, I literally walk you through the five stages of betrayal all the way to transformation with all kinds of examples, stories, and activities so you heal as you're moving through the book. I've also shared my very personal story along with those who participated in my PhD study so you can see how others move through their experiences too. Of course, I'm also teaching you my four-part trust rebuilding process so you can learn to feel safe again, love again, trust again. So here's what you do. Go to the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. That's thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. Why? Because there's a link on that page that'll take you to Amazon, but I want you to know about it because once you get the book, come back to that page, enter your receipt, and then you get some amazing bonus gifts. Can't wait to share the book with you. And if you have friends or a group who'd benefit, get it for them too, because I'm giving tickets to a very special workshop for anyone who purchases more than five copies, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trustagain. Okay, now on to today's episode. Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Betsy Wiersma. And Betsy is known for big idea thinking and ROI, return on ideas. After years of service leading the national events industry on the President's Council for the International Festivals and Events Association, the Advisory Board for Special Events Magazine, and with ISES, the International Special Events Society, Betsy now focuses on Wiersma Experience Marketing, her own consulting and event marketing company based in Denver, Colorado. Author of many books including the event textbook Exceptional Events Concepts to Completion, Betsy Seminars provide event producers and marketers across the globe with everything from basic tips to complex case studies. She's an international speaker all over the universe, winner of all kinds of awards, and she's also the co-founder in 2020 of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network and hosts her own Boost Power Podcast and Sister Stories Podcast. And you're about to meet my new friend, Betsy. And while I so wish I had a friend like her when I was back in school, I'm so glad to know her now. Sometimes after betrayal, we need a new group of friends, a new social circle, or maybe our interests that we've been putting on the back Back burner are ready to be unleashed. Betsy is going to show us exactly how to get started. Here she is. Okay, everybody, you are going to have so much fun today because we are here with my friend Betsy Wiersma. And you know, you just meet these people and they're just so fun and so cool. You just want them as your friend. <laughs> and that was mutual, honey. And I. Yes, it w- well. That's really good to hear because I met Betsy when we both did our uh, TEDx's in Colorado, and she was just so fun. So I can't wait to introduce you to her. We'll get all into her story, but for now, welcome Betsy.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad to be on your podcast. Congratulations on a hundred episodes and the crowd goes wild
0: <laughs> it was really Girl. really fun and uh and many more to come and excited to uh, to showcase you today so let's just get started T- tell us your story and it all about creating the camp experience network which is so fun wait till you hear about this everybody
1: well i tell you you know i was that kid in fourth grade that organized the float you know for the for the the <laughs> class or sold macrame bead bracelets as an entrepreneur made forty dollars <laughs> profit right um, I was the ultimate organizer growing up. And, you know, I think as I look back, it was a great way to get attention that didn't have to do with body image or, you know, being the richest kid in the school. I was the most fun, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it was a good coping mechanism in a family where I had a very, very beautiful sister who was a blonde bombshell, you know, and I thought, well, I'm gonna be the fun one. That's gonna be my role. So and I think that translated after doing seven internships at college, so again, seven wow, the instigator organizer. When I went to Purdue University, I came into the world and uh, very entrepreneurial and said, Well, I'm gonna have my own business. So I started in Suite 2BR,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the second bedroom.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <Two BR. laughs> okay. Uh huh. Okay,
1: Suite 2BR. And I'd say, uh, Don't meet in my office because it's laundry day. And you don't want to be in my home during laundry day. So I took $25 in a dream when I was just a kid and built a special event planning company. And uh, from that wrote books and traveled the world to 20 countries teaching about events and marketing. So that was all really good until I got the phone call. Mm -hmm. You're having a baby. Do you know what you're, do you know, want to know what you're having? And we adopted a one day old baby girl when I was 41 years old. Wow. So, um, that was really a game changer, but we had, you know, really chosen that, um, adoption was going to be a great fit for us for a family. So we just one, uh, a one day old baby girl. And so that really shifted my focus to say, what can I do in Denver, Colorado at home, being a mom, um, mm-hmm. not in Guam, giving a speech or, you know, jetting around the globe, uh, as you do as a author and speaker so well. So, so yeah, it really shifted my focus. And then after Starting, you know, to raise our newborn and kind of be a work at home mom is what mm-hmm. I called it. Mm-hmm. I said, what can I do in the world to give me that freedom and flexibility uh, and came up with something called the camp experience network.
0: So tell us about that. What is it? Because it's just, I know a little bit about it and it's just, it seems so fun and, and so needed. So you tell so, us. It,
1: so what it is, is summer camp for women our age. So what I looked around and noticed, there's lots of women's organizations and you go to a great speaker like you and they run back and they buy your book and they're so excited and they put it on their desk Mm -hmm. because everybody's you know like, oh yeah, I'm so busy. And so I said, what if women could marinate in each other's presence and really have an entire weekend off the clock? And what would we do? So we brainstormed, well, we would drink wine Mm -hmm. and we would make jewelry and watch movies and we would... Um, listen to speakers and be inspired. But the big thing we said is we would help other women. Mm -hmm. And that's our differential really nationally is we are dedicated to helping other women. We've raised over a million dollars in getting together for 15 years. And now we have 60 events a year, including the fall camp.
0: Wow. It so this so the sixty yeah, okay. So dive in more we'll get to the whole betrayal piece, everybody. Don't worry about it. But I want to know more about this. So tell us about the sixty events and, and what type of people go there and who's speaking. Tell us about yeah,
1: it. it. It's really fun. So imagine your friends that you like the best mm-hmm. and their friends that they like the best. And you're probably gonna like the friends that are your friends' friends mm-hmm. because we all vibrate at a certain way and attract a certain kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. And so we started to build a network of great women who had great women friends that connected to each other. And so 5,000 of us have now connected over this 15 years. So we say education, inspiration and the connections you need for your life and your business. Mm-hmm. So you might come into this cause you're new in town and you want to meet some great women and you don't want to go to every networking thing in town and find one. You want to come into this big lake of great women that are already curated. That love education, that want to make a difference, and love fun. So and we- you know,
0: and I'm going to stop you right there because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get into the mind of my listener, and, and so many of them, because I know this is me too. Networking events can be painful. Painful. You know, just painful because now I know I, I'll go into a network meeting and here I am I'm just trying to get to know people and I'm asking a lot of questions you know hey what you know what do you do tell me about yourself whatever and we can have an entire conversation I'm just asking a ton of questions and it and probably 10-15 minutes in I'm thinking hmm, I know everything about them they haven't even asked me my name <laughs> okay That's crazy. Over, you know
1: and, well, and better is the business card people right here's my card, here's my card. And you're like, I don't even want your card.
0: Right, right, right. It's so true. So what you're doing is you're accomplishing the idea of a networking event, but in such a more fun way.
1: Yeah, we call it connecting instead of networking because we're like, I I actually hate networking. (laughs) People are like, but you run a network. I'm like, yeah, I run a network of women that are connected and we call it a sisterhood by choice. Mm -hmm. So we really value treating each other like family. So how would you treat a sister so that's you would advocate for their business? You would be there when times are tough. You would be there when times are good. And then you would look for opportunities to connect them to others to, again, uplift, support, and educate. So this just has been contagious in a great way. Um, And so it just people bring people that they like. And we grow at like 15% a year um, and get 30 to 50 at our networking small groups and, 150 at the retreat. Okay, and and you know what? I want
0: to make sure we'll put in the show notes where we can find out more. But let's get into because I, I imagine you don't do something like this unless you're inspired by something. And I'm wondering, does the betrayal, your betrayal story, have anything to do with any of this? No, I mean, but maybe my not.
1: Betrayal, my betrayal story happened in the context of this. And you know, my husband says we've been married 20 years. Betsy, you are a really bright light. And when you're a bright light, you attract all kinds of things, right? So imagine a bright light and all the mosquitoes outside in the Midwest where I grew up, zip, zip, you know? The bright light attracted mm-hmm. lots of bugs. And I think I one, one fault I might have is the um, just wholehearted loving ability that I trust and love first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I trust and love first. So in the early days of camp experience, man, it was just a, a band of sisters that got together and raised all the money and did all this. And I let into my heart a person that I thought was one of my best friends. And, you know, when, when she was having a down day, I was that friend that drove to her house and was there in the deepest, darkest moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that friend that just really put her on a stage and, and gave her a chance to bloom in the community and get on boards of directors and all these things. And I had created a fantasy, I guess, that we had an equal respect for each other, love for each other, and um and that we were super, super good friends. Until one day she said, Well, I've gotten everything I need from you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like actually said it, not not just thought it, not she just turned to me and said, I've gotten everything I need from you. Wow. And I thought something was kind of weird. And I'm like, that's weird. She's like, yeah, I've gotten everything I need from you. And turned turned on a dime. Like went from best friend to hater, like gathering people against me, having anti-organizations against Camp Experience. And she had been a founder of the Camp Experience Network. And it was like somebody just ripped my soul out because this is a person, you know, that I really believed was one of my allies in the world, um, and it was so shocking. I didn't even yeah. know what to do.
0: And you know, and 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 everybody listening, they know that shock. It's out of the blue, and it's like, where did that come from? You didn't see it coming. You never could have expected it. And it's like someone just takes a mask off and says, like, no, 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 this is who I really am. And you're like, what? Where'd that come from?
1: Oh, it, and Debbie, it was so weird because I'm so trusting and so loving and And so first I think I went through all your stages, you know, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I definitely went through the shock of like, well, that's really weird. And then I was so hurt because of the the rally. It wasn't only I'm done with you. It's like, I'm going to rally others against you, which I thought was a little bridge too far. I mean, it's one thing if you, choose to break up with someone, but Mm -hmm. do you really Mm -hmm. rally others? I thought that was kind of strange. And then I started examining our relationship and I started really seeing where I was really in the dark, Mm -hmm. that I would give and give and have the birthday party and make the special gift and volunteer for her charities or whatever. And then it was my birthday and maybe there was a card.
0: Did Did you ever get a sense that something, like, did something ever feel off to you or...
1: I couldn't, I, you know, for, I went to some counseling with Lauren Miller your friend and my mm-hmm. friend, Lauren Miller, I mm-hmm. tapped it out a lot. <laughs> um, I never saw one thing that was it. Um, but, uh, as my friend said, Betsy, you are vibrating at a different point place. You know, your camp is growing. Your tribe is bigger. Your donations are bigger. You are stepping so big into the service of others. Maybe your vibration just is not the vibration this person is attracted to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't ever like judge. That's not my job. So I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying, boy, that shock Mm -hmm. of what I thought was one relationship really felt like the betrayal that you um, so wonderfully are dedicated to help us all with. Well,
0: you know, and and there's something there's something about it where it, it's so simple. I know with me, and and it seems like with you too. We assume that people are just playing by the same rules that we are, you know. That and is, it's yes the complete shock to the system and the body, the the body and mind, where we're like, what? Like I live by the most insanely. This is the simplest rule ever. If it's go- if it's going to hurt someone, don't do it. Period. like I don't know. It's simple enough, and. I just assume everyone lives that same way. And it's always a shock to me when I find out that they don't.
1: Yeah. And, you know, so I finally just got to that place of, you know, I I have been praying this prayer, you know, give me the people, places and things to serve big for the common good, serve a big God. Give me the people, places and things and the others, please fall away Mm. because I don't have to choose to ever judge anyone. That is not my gig. I love everyone and everything, but give me the people, places and things for me. And them to serve together for common good, to love each other, have fun, to do good, and everything else fall away. And um, and I have, you know, people say, oh, you know, you're the head of a 5,000-person network. You have all these friends. You have all this. I'm like, well, actually, the truth is I have tons and tons of great friends, but I have a very, very small inner circle. And um, I think it's because of things like this, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, Yeah. And, and you're saying something else so important and I want to make sure everyone knows it. And you really have an opportunity. When you're betrayed, you could choose, well, then that's it. I'm just closing my heart off. I will not allow myself to be open, vulnerable, loving, because when I do, I get burned. Yeah. And you, you could have absolutely chosen that route. And I want to make sure everyone hears how... It seems like that wasn't, it, that, that wasn't even in your wheelhouse. That wasn't a consideration. That's not who you are. And that wasn't what you chose to do.
1: But right. that is a choice. It was tough because I was so hurt first, you know. I was very hurt and sad. Then I was kind of mad because I thought like I didn't see the signs or some reason I, I was taken advantage of and I didn't get it. It wasn't a two way thing and I didn't get it. But then I just got really peaceful around everything is on purpose. And so that time in my life that was taken up with that friendship was devoted to new things, you know, to starting a new business for a while that I tried and then also to growing the camp and growing it internationally and having the podcast. So, so again, I work for a big God that loves. And so I just don't want to focus on anything that isn't love. And if I look from love then I say, God bless you to her. She is going to do her thing in her life. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I'm going to do mine with the people, places, and things <laughs> that I don't feel betrayed. By beautiful, the way,
0: <laughs> beautiful. So, what, you know, you come out of something like that, and I'm sure you learned some lessons. What were, what were the biggest lessons that you learned?
1: Well, I think the biggest lesson is um, pay attention to what is true and what is the story. So, what was true was I was the best friend between six blocks of town right? Like she had a lot of best friends all over town. And I was only the best friend between one geographic space mm-hmm. and where I really thought I was really a best friend, like in the big scale. I think I wasn't, I think I was just one of many. And when whatever situation changed, I was then out fine. Felt very high school, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of like I could see the mean girls going to the mall. So I think I learned pay attention to what is true. So watch people's actions and their words. So you will see who someone is, not only by what they say, but how they act and how they treat others. And so I think I learned that um, maybe what I thought was a deeper friendship was not. And um, that I could then acknowledge that and learn from that. Um, Secondly, I think that everything is on purpose. So I think I learned to be resilient and to look for the good, which was energy not being wasted in that relationship and being put toward other things. Um, and then I think the third thing is just trust that everything will be okay. So even when it was sad and hurtful and I had to feel emotion of sad and betrayal, um, I could get past that to say, well, wow, that's something I can support others, um, as they are going through something, I've been there and mm-hmm. I can love them through it. So I think those are kind of maybe would be the good, you know, the lemonade
0: that's out of the definitely lens. yeah three very powerful lessons what what did what did it lead to so you come out of that experience you learn these very these three powerful lessons what did it lead to what did you do next
1: well i think the do next is just really paid attention to who my super close tribe is and a few people that were there at the time are still with me now and lived through that and were really helpful in saying yeah i think you never could see um, because of so much love that you give out, you never maybe could see um, some of the circumstances because you saw through love mm-hmm. and I, I think that was great to know. So I think I just now have a very solid tribe that is uh, no not close to anything that would be negative or betrayal. I, I don't have any fear in that, and uh, that I'm just um, really seasoned and from going through that as my daughter now, who's seventeen launches in the world and gets mm-hmm. the opportunity for personal growth. Um, I'm ready for some good techniques for her. And I'm ready just to um kind of kick the tires and test people who come closer to my circle to be sure that everything that is true is true and not really go down that road again of trust first. You know, I think I'm just gonna mm-hmm. be a little smarter, um, but still get to the love because the love is really my core.
0: Right. And love wins. That sounds like a great love plan. Love wins, honey. Yep.
1: The t-shirt. Tell
0: Yeah. Tell us about choosing your family.
1: So it, uh, when you and I were together in the green room all day, uh, my TEDx talk is choose your family, change your life. And my experience for 15 years has been I moved away from my biological family, which is in Indianapolis, Indiana. I live in Denver, Colorado. And so I went through getting married to my soulmate adopting a baby and there was no family around no babysitters no calls in the middle of the night about diaper rash Mm -hmm. i had to figure it all out Um, also growing a business and a network from scratch alone so what i believe is you can choose a family which is you can attract people that you treat as family and they can help you in your business and your life so the tedx talk is all about, and you could perhaps put that link in the notes, Mm -hmm. it's all about what do you do to build deep relationships. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we've learned over the years, you include everyone, be super inclusive, especially age diversity is what I love the most, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. 20 year olds learn that 60 year olds are cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a miracle. (laughs) It's really good for all of you listening, for those young people to know how great we are, (laughs) that we are still fun. That's true, that's true. i know, that's I'm true. Right about 60 myself. Um, <laughs> then you know, creativity, we're big into arts and crafts, so we think, you know, creativity connects, and then going on adventures is really great. Um, sharing your personal big dreams and your voice is super good. And then serving others, really. And all those things really are a really yummy mix to bring um, people together into intimacy and friendship.
0: And what, you know, what's so important about what you're saying is when you think of the betrayal community, very often families are broken up or friends, they thought they had maybe sided with an ex, let's just say, or like a friendship betrayal, like what you had or a family where, you know, they're your family one day and now you're sort of out of the family the next day. I mean, such craziness. And, and what you're saying, it sounds like is you can, you know, you can create this family, which is something, I I, I want you to go into it even further because I know a lot of my listeners are like, I feel so alone, I feel so thrown out, so disregarded. So tell us what that looks like when when you find your new family.
1: Right, okay, and so what I find is likes attract likes, right, so a good place to start. If you happen to be in Denver, Colorado, it's your lucky day, because I got a family waiting for you, it's easy here because I put together the camp experience network. But if you're just wherever you are in the world, start with something you're passionate about. So let's take my favorite thing, arts and crafts, because I am a craft fleet, like an athlete for crafts. I've been doing crafts since I was a kid. I love art. So let's say you're interested in art. So then you and I just have to stop
0: you, right? I have to stop you because everybody, Betsy and I are speaking, and you you only are are listening to her. I'm watching and I'm looking at the most amazing (laughs) room where there are so many beautiful arts and crafts in the background, and it's uh, it's just she really is no joke. She's she's very crafty. I'm looking at a lot of her crafts behind her.
1: Yes. I have an art business, um, you know, where I have blessing journals and angel art and all that. Um, so check out Betsy and you can find some art for you, but let's just take art as an example. It mm-hmm. could be sewing. It could be fly fishing. It could be skiing. It could be wine, right? So pick something you you personally love. Start there. Then go find whoever in your town is doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it is, related to a community organization, whether it's a wine club, a travel club, go in there with your big bright love of that, the art, the crafts, the wine. Because when you are happy doing something you love, you're gonna be your best self, right? You're not gonna be sad, you're not gonna be forlorn, you're not gonna be in the middle of your betrayal because you are drinking some amazing South African wine and everything Mm -hmm. is good, right? (laughs) So you do something you love and then Once you're doing something you love, the person that also loves fill in blank, wine, skiing, dancing, lots of people connect over dancing. My friend Mm -hmm. became a big ballroom dancer. She's loving that. Um, Once you connect over something you love, you already found somebody that you kind of like because they like what you like. So from there, you can start a deeper relationship by spending time doing something you both like or you all like. And so what we found is helping others was a great connector. So we volunteer together. We serve at the food pantry. We clean out our closets and donate them to homeless women. You know, we raise money for knapsacks for people experiencing homelessness. When we're doing good, we're not thinking about ourselves and what's not working. We're mm-hmm. thinking about serving those people that we can help. So again, that makes relationships.
0: I love that. It, it makes such perfect sense. But I also know, this is the reality of it, that there are a lot of people listening saying, that sounds really great, but I'm so afraid. I'm so not comfortable going by myself or, or you know, starting up a conversation. Speak to that person.
1: Well, I would just say, sister, what's working for you now? right? Is sitting home being afraid working, which is fine if it is. But if it's not working, what is then the least scariest thing? Mm -hmm. Like, could it be looking around to figure out where other scared people are and being scared, right? And just being okay to be your authentic self of being scared or timid, but trying a baby step. Because I, I think what we could uncover is most of us are scared. Most of us are uncomfortable. I hate networking and I run a network. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I was in a room last night standing against the wall. Oh my gosh. But what I found out was the one woman I talked to her mom is got cancer and her dad has got Alzheimer's Mm. and she needed to talk to me because I just lost my mom and my dad's now alone. And she needed another woman to talk to her about something totally unrelated to business. Mm-hmm. That she needed support. So when I think of myself as serving, it kind of takes the fear factor down of talking to a stranger. And I would really say volunteering for a charity is the best place to start because you're going to be too busy to be afraid. You're going to be, you know, serving the food or folding the stuff or collecting the donations, whatever. And that energy of of being busy will will cut that fear factor, and you will succeed.
0: I love that. It's a great tip. And you know what? As far as cutting the fear, it's great, but it's also nothing gets you out of your mindset, your old way of thinking, than service. It really is like a hack. You know, it's, it's a way. I remember back in the days when I was doing weight loss with people, I would, they would, emotionally eat because they were filling an unmet need, right? And I remember, clearly remember this one woman, I got her involved in service. And wouldn't you know, the weight fell off, why she's feeding what she was really hungry for. And it was the need to give, the need right. for service. So it's such an amazing, amazing hack. It really is. So that's a great way of getting out of it. It's just don't be, you know, you you can be afraid, but how's that working for you? Not so well. Yes. Just do something small and and give is a great way to start.
1: It, so, adventure is another one, you know, like like when you are doing something big, right? When you are mm-hmm. going fishing and you've never tried that or you're out sightseeing, you don't have time to be afraid because you're doing some big thing like whale watching. We were in Iceland on a whale watching boat. I mean, I couldn't think about oh, wow. anything but holding on for dear life. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. um, that bonding of the adventures is another great thing. So please post yeah, on uh, TED.com Betsy Wearsma and people can listen to Choose Your Family, Change Your Life. I love it I love it so what say before
0: we wrap up what do you want to make sure everyone knows
1: well I just believe everybody is a hundred percent whole and complete like everybody is perfect not that our hair is perfect and we don't have a wrinkle and we're skinny like Barbie dolls, but we are all made to come to this earth in different packages in different ways and sometimes we got to get away from those people that are dragging us down or calling us wrong. Or, you know, I had a husband that said, you're not pretty enough for me to love you after mm. seven years of marriage. I mean, you know, and, but the best thing I ever did is said, you're wrong, you're wrong. This is how God made me and I'm gonna go figure a life with people that appreciate what I am and who I am and, and getting away from that message wherever you got it. it it's just run. Run in the equal and opposite direction and come find us whose arms are open, who are other women on fire for good, who are here to be sisters and friends and to do a craft or watch a whale or drink some wine. And, um, and let's talk about what's working because you women rock and we've got this. So um, run away from that crap and come into the light, sisters. Because, uh, I, I, you know what it's it's it.
0: just an amazing message and and I'm I'm watching you as you're speaking first of all you are beautiful and there's such a radiance and a glow that is it's like almost blinding that's how big it is <laughs> It's, it's so, it's so beautiful. And, and a few things I don't drink, but I, like, I want to start drinking just so I can be part of your club, but I don't have to. So that's okay. Yeah, I want don't
1: drink either, of- <laughs> which is funny. And I have the wine in my basement. People are like, you have all that wine. They're like, yeah, I don't drink. And, but and I it's, love people that care about that. And, in- Right. of course
0: and and it's such a reminder also to have fun and that's another part of this message I know I'm guilty of it I can get so bogged down in my work but it's because I love my work but I, I forget just to like do the silly things and the fun things and it's I so appreciate it you and your message because you're reminding us that life is meant to be lived fully whole wholeheartedly with love with people who get you understand you and appreciate you and that's the message i received and i'm sure everybody else did so um i just so appreciate you
1: i tell you i'm so glad we were together in the green room all day and uh Your work in the world is fantastic. I I really have listened to some of your podcasts and watched some of your videos. I know your classes are outstanding and um, I can't even wait for your new book. And uh, congratulations because out, really standing for people is so important, Debbie. And congratulations for all the great work you do.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know what? I'm just one of of many people out there trying to do great work in the world, just like you. So everybody, that was Betsy. Thank you so much. We'll have all of our incredible information in the show notes. Thanks, Betty. Betsy gave us so many great nuggets. I love the three lessons she learned after betrayal. Pay attention to what's true, everything is on purpose, and trust. Stay in touch with her by going to BetsyWearsma.com, and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Instead of going to a boring and awkward networking event to meet people, get involved in one of these, or all of these three things— One, something you like to do, like dancing, wine tasting, whatever. Everyone there has the same interest, so you're already on the same page. Two, volunteering. Nothing pulls you out of your own stuff faster than when you give. It feels good and the other people there, they all have the same intention to help as you do. That's why they're there. Three, activity. If you're rock climbing, whitewater rafting, whatever you choose, you don't have the luxury of being nervous because you're nervous about the activity. You get the idea. Bottom line, have more fun. I'm reminding this to myself too. Don't forget to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and the PBT Institute membership community is waiting and ready for you. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with. Daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics. Curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. I'm so excited to welcome you. Just go to the pbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.